0: He's been to sporting events throughout several states, has met many coaches and athletes, as well as figures from all walks of life, and now he's ready to talk to them. He's the man in the red suit, Connor Wilhite. Here's Connor.
1: Welcome back to the third episode of the Connors Sports Talk Podcast. Today on the episode, we have the all-time winningest coach in Kentucky High School basketball history, Coach Billy Hicks. Many of you know Coach Hicks has many great stories to tell from his early coaching years in basketball to floating down the river. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the third episode of the Connors Sports Talk Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have former basketball coach, Coach Hicks. First, Coach, first of all, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
0: Hey, Connor. Just, first of all, it's good to see you again. And uh, excuse, I heard a lot about your podcast. and uh, My wife has, has listened to the one with your car and she's very excited about it. And uh, like I say, I've, I'm really looking forward to this, Connor.
1: Before we get started on these questions, how many total years did you coach for basketball?
0: Well, I coached, uh, I was a head basketball, high school basketball coach for 29 years. And I was assistant coach in college one year. I coached middle school basketball two years. Uh, So I guess you put all that together for about 42 years of coaching.
1: Who got you into basketball
0: the most? Who what now?
1: Who got you into basketball the most?
0: Well... It, it, it was really, I guess, having older brothers that played. And when I was growing up, we had the, uh, you know, I, I there I've, you know, I grew up in a little community called Ages, uh, in Harlem County, and we had various basketball goals around the community. You'd put one up, and you'd stay up a month or two, and somebody tear it down, and you build another one. And eventually, the school the school put a couple courts up, and and that was that was our basketball court. We had a dirt court, dirt dirt court, and we played games on it. And, and uh, the first basketball game I ever played against another school was we played Cranks Creek Elementary, and and uh, it was on a dirt court. And uh, it was uh, I'll never forget that I was in sixth grade, and our school was aging school. We went one through eight. And, uh, it was a community school. We, we walked to school in the morning. We, when it come lunchtime, we walked home, eat lunch, and then walked back to school. And that was in the late fifties, early sixties. So not that long ago actually, but, but, it, but it was a great community to grow up in. And we had, I remember, we heard, I heard a we was going to get a basketball team and Miss Epperson uh, I watched us play out on the playground during recess and everything, and it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that my older brother Herschel, who was in eighth grade, was the best player around. <laughs> he was better than they was. He was head and shoulders better than everybody in the county. And so, so we started. Getting, we got a ball team up, and she called me down to the library one day, and she had a big rack of shoes out there. They were green army shoes that they had that the National Guard army give them. And so she searched me through, and I finally found a pair to fit me. <laughs> so that was the shoes. And then we had a little blue uniform. It had blue shorts, blue top, and it had bulldogs on it. So we and it had a number. It had bulldogs and number. So we become the ages bulldogs. <laughs> so that was my my first venture into it. I, I, we went out my first time in the gym. Ever played in the gym was that year we played Hall Elementary School, and I remember laying the ball up off the backboard. And man, I I to play on them wooden backboards, you know, on the outside and all of a sudden get in the gym with a glass backboard. The man that ball was it bounced all way to half court <laughs> off that thing. But that that was the first was a little community school that we we, we all we fell in love with, with uh with basketball at that time. Baseball was by far my first love growing up.
1: How often did you play sports as a child? Oh, we,
0: we played something about every day. Every day we would we go, go down to the schoolyard and and there would be some kind of ball. We played football, baseball, basketball. We we had, we draw a ring and played marbles. We had tops. We we had tops and so we'd spin those tops and play, and, and, and then those. So we, it seemed like, it, it was a great little place to grow up in because there's always something to do and then Every once in a while, you get we get our pennies and nickels out and get a good poker game going or play, or play talk. So there was always something to do around the playground.
1: What is the biggest difference between sports now versus when you were playing? Ah,
0: uh, gosh, oh my, that's I, I think first of all the intelligence level. You know, I, you know, kids are so much smarter now. They're exposed to so much. They got, you know. Back when I grew up and I played, you had to do so much on your own learning. I don't know if I ever in, in base in baseball or basketball had a coach teach me anything. And growing through high school, I had to learn it on my own, and I, by watching my older brothers and watching the other players, and then seeing what they did. I don't know if I ever had a coach to say, "Hey, dribble with your." fingers in his forehead, or shoot like this or do this. Uh, that just didn't happen I didn't play in a very good basketball program. You know, I never played basketball my seventh, eighth, then I, we had, we played about six games my ninth grade year. That's so all I so I I really went three years there. And if very development over years it, it really didn't get to play. We we had no program for that.
1: What was your high school career like playing sports?
0: Okay, uh, I, 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 I up my freshman year, like I said, we played about six freshman games. My freshman year, uh, didn't never practice, and and we we played some games. Then I played on the JV team a little bit, but I, you know, I didn't get to play a whole lot. I played, I started three games, and the three games I started, I averaged twenty points a game, but. We became famous had I played on a famous team at Everett's. We were called Louis Losers. We went oh at eighteen that year. <laughs> the JV team did we didn't win a game. <laughs> and, and but next year, my sophomore year, I grew a little bit. I went up to Indiana and I played baseball and went up to Indiana and played ball the latter part of the summer and picked up a few things and, and started uh, started varsity my sophomore year on the varsity team. But that was um, Again, we I played with a great bunch of athletes, a great bunch of young men, but we never had we never had much of a program.
1: What was it like as you went from high school sports to college sports?
0: Night and day, <laughs> it was I, was. I so wanted to go to college so bad, and I uh, you know, and, and I wanted to play college. Back. I wanted to go. I was going to go to college some way somehow. Basketball was the best way to do that, Connor. And, and so, luckily, I my senior year in high school, we made it to the regional semifinals, and we lost to Knox Central, who went one that won the, the regional that year and had really had a top ten team in the state. And but I I had a few. I started getting letters. The first letter, I, I, a scholarship, full and solid offer I got was from. Miles City College in Miles City, Montana. Coach of Kentucky was out there, and he sent me a scholarship in the mail. And shoot. and uh, shoot, I said, if "That's all." When I got, I'm going to Miles City, Montana. Then, <laughs> luckily, I got a an offer from the College of Charleston. Came up, and Coach LaForce uh, had just taken a job down there, and he wanted to he wanted to build a program at the College of Charleston. And he had some kids, some scholarships he had to get freed up. So he put me in North Greenville Junior College for – for and I played there my freshman year. But it was night and day. My college, my junior college coach, Harvey Tankersley, was great, was great. I mean, he was exactly what I needed because he was younger. When I first met him, I was shooting ball in the gym with Everett. He came, he, he pulled him up in the, behind the gym, took his shirt off, and we played one-on-one and he beat the crap out of me, he beat me to <laughs> But that's the kind of guy he was, and, and, and gosh, I loved him, and, and but he worked with me, and, and uh, gosh, I, he made me so much a better player. I learned so much about basketball, about life, and and everything, And but again, Harvey Tankersley, that was, uh, Coach Tankersley was, it, you know, it was really a, a blessing for me to, to hook up with him.
1: What are some of your memories of playing sports in college? You know, Connor, that, that's weird.
0: I don't, I don't remember. You know, and and I've some of my teammates I had a teammate from Wofford that passed away this past year in Greensboro, and went down to their funeral. And me and Danny Morrison, a good good friend, played with Danny, played with this was a close friend of mine in college there, and, and we talked about that. We got to talk about some of those days in, and I I went back and. Pulled up some articles out of the Spartanburg Hurl and looked at them and stuff, and I thought, wow, it wasn't bad. I was actually pretty good at times, <laughs> and, and, and uh, but I don't remember a whole lot about it. I just I, I don't know whether it was the stage of my life that that when it was over, it was over, and and uh, but I, I I do remember playing at the University of South Carolina when it just had built a new Coliseum, uh, Green old, old Greenville Auditorium in Greenville. Lynn Furman over there, I mean, think he's really a nice. Great atmosphere. Joe Williams had just beaten Kentucky that year. He beat Danis on them, and he took the Furman job and brought a bunch of great athletes with him up there. But uh, all in all, you know, again, I, I enjoyed college ball. But I, I remember playing my freshman year a lot more than I did my sophomore, junior, senior year. Uh, I guess because it was all new to me at North Greenville. I remember going up playing. Uh, Lise McCray and Bavard, and all those schools in the mountains up in North Carolina, and God, yeah, it was fun. But uh, I don't know, I, I, I remember some instances of college, but but it was fun. I, Walford College was a great school, you know. What, I got a good education, even though I tried hard not to get one, I got a good education there.
1: What are some of the good connections you got from Walford?
0: Well, it's just friends, you know, Connor. I, first of all. I hooked up with some nice people, you know, guys that were really good kids. Mur- Dave Murphy, the boy just died in Greensboro and Danny, like I said, Danny Morrison and Javon Robinson and all these guys, they, they were really good people and they've all been very successful in life and good people today. But I, I think what that did, that wasn't Wofford coach Alexander wasn't probably the greatest basketball coach in the world. But he was a strong disciplinarian and, and he's the kind of guy that that you respected so much and you wanted to do well for him academically and in and and in basketball. And and I I think that more than anything, I got to from Wofford. I, I saw how you should act. I learned how you should be, and and I learned that it really was uh, you know, I, I it, it really was a great experience from, from that respect because it didn't give me much room to get in trouble. I remember one time when I was my freshman year. You know, I I, I worked around the mine all summer to save a little money. But I remember I I called my mother up. I went and called her one time and and I said, Mom, I said you couldn't send me a little money down here every now and then, could you? <laughs> I, mean, I was broke. And, and, uh, and, and she said, Don't they feed you three meals a day? And I said, Yeah. She said, well, "Why you need money for?" <laughs> and my mother was a smart woman because she knew if I had money, I'd probably go out and get in trouble or do something I shouldn't have been doing. But as long as I was eating and playing ball and studying, I didn't. I didn't leave much much time to get in trouble.
1: After graduating college, did you get right into coaching, or did you have any other jobs?
0: No, I. I, I when I first got out of coaching, I went back to to Harlan County and and uh uh i went to loyal us i went to i was at loyal junior high i coached there for a couple of years and then and then went then went to south carolina and was a coach then came back to harlan county and actually connor got out of coaching for a couple of years and i wasn't really going to get back in it wasn't paying nothing get paid nothing at loyal i taught six classes and I coached the seventh grade team, eighth grade team, the fifth and sixth junior pro, 1500 junior pro. Never got paid a penny for it. <laughs> Didn't get paid nothing for coaching. So, I, but at the time, coal was booming the mines were, you know, people were making a lot more money in the mining industry. So, I I got out of coaching for a couple of years. And actually, one of my best friends, who was principal at Everett's High School that I grew up with, encouraged me to get back in it. He took the principal's job. And he stayed on me day and night. David Lewis, great guy, great guy. And so he he you know he, he encouraged me to get back in it.
1: What are some of the challenges of coaching at small schools like Everton Harlan? It's
0: it, it you know it, it ha- I never thought of it, Connor, as a challenge. As much as I saw it, always as an opportunity. And when I went back to Everts, it that was back to my old school. And I wanted to do everything for those kids that wasn't done for us when I was there. First, I, I, I was going to learn everything I could about basketball. And I was going to teach those kids the way they should know how to play. And I was going to work their tails off and, 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 but every, but more than anything, we were going to work. So I coached one year, we went 10 to 16. That's the only losing season I've ever been a part of, but, Trust me, those ten wins were really hard wins because the year before, Everson, ah, I don't think won a game, I won one game, and we only had a and have nobody coming back, so we started from rock bottom, uh, and but but we did get we 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 then after that year there was some political every every coach in Harlan County got fired that year, at basketball and football because he had a new. Political takeover, and they fired every coach in the county but me, <laughs> and and, I, and 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 really, it was really hard. This just this is when my my friend at the, when I got back in the second time when my friend taught me this. Is when I when I first went back to coaching, in the first year, and that's a notorious ten win season. <laughs> that, that the KSL uh, that that's one of I, I don't know, that, I'll get those ten wins are going to count. That win is 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 a thousand twenty three. It's not a thousand thirteen, and and I don't. I don't it, it will. It will. That, that's it, because that those ten wins. Those kids need to be a part of that. But we we uh, you know I got out of it. I, I mean the the principal at that time didn't see eye to eye on some things. I wasn't getting paid anything to coach. So my brother just had got a new bass boat and he kept it over Gilmore's boat dock on Cherokee. I was I was uh teaching school. And I was weighing, I was weighing coal on the third shift at the mine. So I was making a lot of money and everything. So I didn't get back. And then I get on David Lewis, we got the principal and David taught me to get back at the second time around. I sit out two years. The second time I took it over, we again, didn't have a whole lot of talent, but boy, we had some young kids, good young kids that wanted to work. And we, we won about, I think about six, I think we went Fourteen and thirteen that year, had a winning season, and then the next year we won, we won the district, and lost out to Middlesbrough in the semifinals of the regional. But we really, we really had a really good team the next year.
1: I heard that you had to drive the team bus. What other odd jobs did you have to do?
0: I've done it all, Connor. About it at one time or another. Uh, first of all, yeah, yeah hey, driving the bus was the uh, Easy part. <laughs> hey, I've I've been the I, back in the, we take a little school like that. You're also the janitor. You know, you got to clean the school. You got to keep everything clean. You got to do it. My first day, I walked in the Everest gym. I took the Everest job. I walked. I was looking through the gym, looking over things. And they only had two goals. So immediately, I said, I said we got to get more goals in here. I said we got it. We're not going. So I, you know, I wanted it to six goals. So I want to break it down to individual we get to work, start developing skills. But I walked down the locker room and this sounds like an urban <laughs> folk tale, but this is, the, this is, this is true. There was two pots. One had written on it boys and one had girls written on it. And I picked them things up. There's a creek out behind Everett High School where, by by the way, the best mineral creek in the country, the Yolkin <laughs> Creek. Yolkin Creek miners, hey, they can go three days out there. <laughs> and they still fish with them. <laughs> now, you can't kill a Yolton Creek miner. But I went right back, and I took both of those pots, and I threw them over and, over the, the creek. And then I, I went back in that gym, and I scrubbed my hands, washed my hands off. I, and I walked out of the gym, and here come a boy that ended up playing football at Western Kentucky. There was Marvin Coffman. Marvin come running across that gym on a dead run, run down the locker room, come back out, and look, these he said, where's the pots? <laughs> I said. I said, Marvin, you get your butt out there in weeds, buying them trailers, you go to the bathroom. I said, well, the pots are gone. Boy, they got mad. Cause been used, kids been using them pots. <laughs> but so that's what I say, you do, you do it all. Every gym that I played in early on had to varnish it. We had to, we had to rub it down and put the varnish on and do it one time day before the game, we barely got Me we in the principal. David Lewis, my wife was all out there putting that varnish on the floor. We got it done just in time.
1: At Corbin going against Bobby Keith and Richie Farmer, what are some of the memories that stick out?
0: Oh gosh, man. It, it, first of all, Connor, the crowds. Every time we played them, oh, it, I, I remember one when Eddie Sutton came down. They had no for form the set, so we went up on on above the gym at Corbin and built a little platform up on the wall, and we let. We let Eddie Sutton and Dickie and his assistants in, let them sit up there where they could, could watch the game because it was so crowded. And, and I, you know, you never see a fire marshal until that game. But there's people come to that game and you go over the door, they just come in. Once the fire marshal shut down the ticket line, we probably had 500 come through <laughs> free. <laughs> they want to come in. But I, I remember the crowds and just, just the, the, the intensity of it all. Uh, I remember one time we were going in over at Bell County in regional tournament, and Murray Arnold, the coach at Western, i I talked to him at some clinics and stuff. And got known him and his wife was standing out front there. He couldn't get in. And I said, Coach Arnold, come here. go going through with our team. And I got him and put him on our team, and I took him in where he could get in the gym because at that time, if you didn't get there before two hours for the game, you couldn't get in. So it, the, the big thing was it was so big, Connor, the crowds – were just amazing the intensity of the game god you know bobby would god, he would be at his best and we gosh so we want to beat want to beat finally beat him so bad <laughs> we <laughs> want to beat clay Camp, beat those guys but but they they were that was the great I, I don't know if it'd eventually be that way again everything goes around comes around but that was a time of in the 13th region basketball when, gosh almighty it was you know, the, the last year I coached in the 13th region, uh, Corbin, us, Harlan, Clay County, and Knox Central were all ranked. We, us and Clay County and, and, and Harlan were ranked in the top 10. Uh, Knox Central was ranked number 12 in the state. So it was uh, just the enthusiasm, excitement, the great crowds, and realizing Richie was so good. And then Russ Chadwell and all the supporting cast was so good. And then again, Bobby Keith was a was a great great basketball coach.
1: What was it like you first here at Scott County?
0: Oh, it 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 really was, you know. It it was the other programs I'd taken over, like Harlan, had coming off several losing seasons. Everest had coming off, you know, many 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 losing seasons. Uh, Corbin had hadn't won a district in twenty years when I went to Corbin. We won. We won seven in a row. Won the last seven years. There, we wanted it, but hadn't won it in 20 years. But Scott County had had, you know, it it was right for the Pickens. I mean, it it was. They'd had a couple of rough years in basketball, but with the little kids programs, the 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 community, Doctor Blankenship, gosh, just great support, the school board. it, it was unlike any job I'd i taken. Not like the other, the other three jobs I'd taken. It was this job was more smooth selling. The coach before Billy Ray Reynolds was an excellent coach. I I, I you know I had I don't know what I was not around when when Billy Ray lost his job. So but I but I'd known Billy Ray forever. We'd changed tapes and stuff, and was an excellent coach. His kids were fundamentally sound, and. The one thing where, where where Coach Reynolds really helped me was was on the discipline. Man, <laughs> hey, I've never seen kids so well disciplined. They they just, I'm hey, I'm sorry, Coach. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was all you know, and, and it really we got support and we finally got funds So I'm sure that maybe that that even Coach Reynolds, the guy before that had to work with, like we was able to really start doing things for the players, which I've always tried to do and' coach, i have tried to really treat our players. You know, with the best, so we get in the practice uniforms, and the uh, the pregame meals, and all that stuff. I, I think that that went on with it. But now, yeah, Scott County was a we went to state the first year. You know, the kids knew how to play. The little league programs were were the best in the state. Uh The fan base here was was unparalleled anywhere in the state. they the best. You know, you, you had guys like your dad and them, and I, I watched them play in the state tournament and everything. Those those teams so. It was a little different than any job I'd taken. This job was was sort of a, a you know a, a dream for me because Scott County people wanted championship basketball. I wanted that. Our superintendent administration wanted that. So it it was really the you know perfect match for me.
1: When you first came to Scott County, what were some of the rivalries in the eighth region?
0: Well, it, then it was really. The big ones were Shelby County and Grant County, and and uh uh Oldham County. Those were those were the big rivalries. I remember when I I, I came in and 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 told Doctor Blainship I'd take the job and everything. I remember your 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 uh grandfather. He asked me, Coach, i i I was going to ask one thing if you do it. I said, Mister Will, I, what? He said. Will you start playing the Lexington schools? So I think we need to play Lexington schools. So I think we did that. (laughs) We played it by the players. They wouldn't play us after a while. A lot of them wouldn't. So, but again, because I think they wanted, I think your grandfather, as Dr. Blankenship, they saw the big picture. They wanted us to not be second to nobody. Lexington, Louisville, or anywhere. They wanted Scott County to be the best and, gosh, Connor, I was – man, I was so glad to be a part of that.
1: Scott County is known nationwide due to your teams playing so many big tournaments and games. What were some of the tournaments that you – your teams played in that stand out?
0: Well, obviously right off the bat, you know, our favorite tournament always and always will be the beach ball. You know, we had so much fun. I, I saw you boys grow up, you know, Chris – Dad, as you boy, Andrew had his, on his celebrated birthday, I think, down there every year. So we we, we always sort of grew up around that. It was sort of a annual thing. John Rhodes and those guys put on the, the number one tournament in the country, without question. And so, but we, I, I tell you, one year at the, at the City of Palms in Fort Myers, Florida, gosh, we had a great year time down there. We stayed at a place at the Pink Shell, right on the beach. Doctor Ship was down there, and all we we grilled out, we fed our team lots, and we grilled out steaks and hamburgers out on the outside on the beach, and we just yeah, it was so much fun, and we won the tournament, we won the tournament, and and, and that was that was so much fun. Uh, but one thing that I I, that I take pride in is is the Toyota Classic. I, that that was Toyo Classic it was was second to none in Kentucky, as far as tournaments. When a lot of them are waning and going down. The, the Toyota Classic was taking on more and more life. You know, everybody every year we had the best teams in the state coming and playing in it. You know, and and gosh, the games we had to play against the Muenberg County teams. Uh, uh, I had the guy that went to Kentucky. Shoot, uh, I mean, anyway, and they had a uh, you had Christian County with uh, that great guard and went to LSU stuff. It was just, I mean, all, we had all these teams, Cubcat guys coming. We had, we had. The Toyota Classic. It was really uh It was really come on the scene as one of the, one of the top tournaments in the state of Kentucky, and it was really glad, <laughs> to be a part of that. Uh When we went out there, it, it really was. It was sort of funny. We, we, me and Dallas and and uh and Billy Parker, Billy Parker Sr. his Son now is superintendent, of Scott County. We went out there and we 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 just maybe hoping Toyota would let us borrow a part of their name to call it. And I remember Dallas coming back and said, well, Toyota the Classics. They want to call it Toyota Classic. And I think they're really on board. They had a lady, a former Scott County girl, Helen Donaldson, was in charge of a lot of it at that time and and I think she really, really helped us on that. And but uh, Toyota Classic is my favorite term. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs>
1: My favorite tournament is the Beach Ball Classic, and I appreciate you always taking me there. What are some games and people that stand out there?
0: Oh gosh, I I just think that over the years, so <laughs> some some great things that happened. I remember when we had Tyler and C three those boys. We played, uh, gosh, Almighty the team, the the big Catholic school there in in Philadelphia. We played them three overtime. They beat us three overtime. And they were a national powerhouse. And we, we, and that that still is one of the top games. The beach ball puts it on their, their credits for that year. That was number one.
1: You were able to coach in a prestigious McDonald's All-American game. What are some of your memories from that, from those games?
0: Well, it it was, first of all, the, the, the McDonald's organization is such a fine organization. I mean, everything is first class, but i tell you what I did. I, I, I still say to this day, I did my best coaching move ever in the McDonald's. And I coached 39 years of high school basketball. I did the best one up there. Much to, much to Chris High and, and your dad and, and Tim was this dismay. I went there first practice, and I was trying to talk to those guys. and We were going over stuff and everything. And, and I, <laughs> that's... And the thing is Scott County, we're big on eyes. When we talk, you you look, we look you in the eye, and you look us back. That ain't gonna happen with McDonalds. <laughs> so I, I, we started. We just come off of a state runner-up that year. We lost to Trinity in state championships. I was about wore out anyway. So, so we divided our team up. We divided them up into two teams. And really, my best coaching was, I said, all right, Chris, you've got that team. Coach Glenn, you got that team. Not gonna <laughs> I gotta watch. I didn't of watching. <laughs> I think they, they did more interaction with the players. I did I did some things like organization things we did, but as far as working with the players, uh, Chris and Tim, did they 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 were the ones that went through with the players every every, every day. So so I that was a, a great coaching on my part. Whew, I'm glad I didn't lose two good assistant coaches then. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> <laughs>
1: You are the winningest coach in Kentucky High School basketball history with over 1,000 wins. Who are some of the toughest coaches and teams that you had to play against in your career?
0: Oh, gosh. You start out in Kentucky in the mountains when I first started again. You started right there at Bobby Keith. It was a great coach. And then you had, old, uh, oh, gosh, Harold Combs at Bell County at that time was a, was a great coach. Larry Davis at Middlesbrough. Then he's followed by Larry Bruner, who's, who's done a really good job. He was a heck of a coach there. Uh, guy Rodney Woods. Rodney was a heck of a guy. He's a Hall of Fame coach himself. And you and, uh, go, There's you know, then they come up to Lexington and that area, guys. You had uh, I, I, I Nobody has more respect. I thought Danny Handy did a heck of a job at Lexington Catholic. He built a program with their style. And, and their system. Uh, then you've got Chris Renner, You 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 got um, gosh, you know right up to now with Trinity and you know Sabo, and and uh, oh God, um uh, <laughs> uh, Right was it? Rousset. Rousset, <laughs> Coach Rousset. I have trouble with that. I think I'm going to you the name because Russet is a great coach and. Uh, and, and he's had two great sons so far. I think he got more coming. He's got to, he had two great, two of the best guards that that we faced with his sons. So th- those guys do a heck of a job here in Lexington. You have got I remember the old days. You had Al Pruitt. You had Nolan Barger. Nolan. I got in on the end of Nolan's coaching career, but Nolan was was always a great coach and everything. And uh, you had guys from over over to Clark County. You had uh, Ryson Bart Ryson at Montgomery, uh, a, Kentucky is is Field Connor with a lot of great high school coaches. Gosh, I'm I'm glad to be a part of that.
1: After 40 years of coaching, now that you are retired, how do you spend your free time?
0: Well, number one priority is is a three year old Wilder Nash Johnson. <laughs> that grandson, he's our first priority. Uh, Uh, now when he's not around, uh, we, we, you know, my wife loves traveling and, and she spent, she spent 45 years with me and a lot of that was either with the coaching ball or playing ball or softball or basketball, something, doing this stuff. So, you know, she loves to travel. So I, we, I enjoy traveling with, we travel a lot now. now, but again, one of my first loves too has always been, always been fishing. So I, I really enjoy getting out. My favorite time is, is in a kayak out on the river around by myself, just floating. I, I you know, I just, I, I get out and, and just get with, uh, nature, the quietness of it. On the lake, you got a lot of boats, you got a lot of noise, uh, but when you're out in those rivers down there, uh, you pretty much got it to yourself. Uh, I, I, I and mean, I love doing that.
1: All right, everybody wants to know if you're gonna get back into coaching somewhere again, and if so, can I be your number one assistant?
0: Hey, If I, hey Connor, there's only one thing that would get me back in coaching. That you being assistant. <laughs> hey, be number one. You're always number one. I thought. <laughs>
1: hey,
0: hey, hey, but no, I, I, you know, I'll be 70 years old honor this august and it, it's you know time to pass it on to younger guys <laughs> and i've done that for, for a lot of, a lot of you have done it but no i i don't i can't see no circumstance other than you now if, if, if the only way to get back in to get you to be the system i'd come out and get back in it <laughs> but other than than that because i enjoyed our relationship with you all and, and that's we made it we always try to make it a family in Scott County and, and your family with you know, I your dad, I remember when you were being born. Boy, you had a tough time getting you in this world. You <laughs> was you're a little sick little fella hmm. right off the bat. And and uh but your family, Coach Lynn's family, everybody, uh Coach Manley, uh gosh, Coach Napier, everybody on down the line. We've really had that. we really try to make it a family thing, and and you know more than anything now that i've been out of about three years now the number one thing about it connor is, you, is not wins and losses it's relationships the people you meet and the kids you coach along the way that's that's more important than you know I've, I've met a lot of people in this profession that i would not have met no other way you know i might have made a lot of money doing something else but i wouldn't have had a chance to meet people people like you and everything you know, people along the way that you meet—that's in the relationships you build—that—that is—that is very important. And and I was able to pay the Beatles, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I—I I got I got out of the coal fields, out of the coal mines, so I, it, it is good in that respect
1: too. Coach, any final things as we bring this episode to a close? Do what, Chris? Any final know. any final things
0: as we bring this episode to a close? Uh, well, shoot, I I, I just uh. I don't know, Connor. I don't know if I'm gonna close it. I said I'd, I'd, I'd like to sit and talk to you all day. <laughs> we might have to do, a, do another. One. <laughs> but I've, I've enjoyed this, Connor. And, and I, like I said, I remember when, and Chris had to miss a few days. The only time Chris ever missed a ball game. He had me in the hospital when, with you, when you you had some respiratory problems. And and uh, but the families. The, now I watched y'all play last night. was Andrew out there playing. You know, so that that is rewarding. I, I, I love I love doing that. The only thing I have a hard time with now is gosh, I just it tears me up to see see you all get beat. <laughs> see Andrew get beat see look. You know, I went I go down to Eastern I watch AW play. I watched one game this year and oh they lost a heartbreaker to James Madison. Watch Mike I see Michael and Cooper and they're real sad. So uh yeah, it, that's the hard part of it is because i want I want everybody to win every game <laughs> and, and and when I see people get sad and and and, uh, and everything that that I hate that part of it.
1: I enjoyed talking to you and hearing the stories that you told. Thanks for joining me today.
0: Hey, my pleasure, Kyin.
1: That concludes our episode with Coach Billy Hicks. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to sponsor advertising this podcast, contact me through my Facebook or Twitter. Twitter is at Connor underscore podcast. And my Facebook is at Connor's Sports Talk Podcast. Be on the lookout for the next episode as I talk with another Cardinal legend.